0: Mike, I have to tell you that the previous episode led to a flood of topic suggestions from listeners about skyscrapers with structural problems.
1: This is not a surprise to me at all.
0: Our feedback form held strong, though. It did not topple over.
1: Excellent. Good work, feedback form. Better foundations than the Citicorp tower, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Should we go to Boston this week?
1: Why not? Today
0: we are visiting the John Hancock Tower, a 60-story, 790-foot skyscraper soaring over the Boston neighborhood of Back Bay. It was designed by architect Henry N. Cobb, whose resume included buildings all around the
1: globe. The tower is named for John Hancock Insurance, which was the primary tenant when the building opened in 1976 after eight years of construction.
0: As of 2015, the building is officially named 200 Claridon after the insurance company moved out, but it's hard to shake the original name.
1: John Hancock. Everyone knows that, right? Yeah. You know, these things kind of get ingrained in culture. That's the Hancock building done Mm -hmm.
0: just ask everyone in chicago and what the sears slash willis slash whatever tower is called exactly the building's design is rather minimal with highly reflective window glass the glass is tinted slightly blue with the short sides of the building including a large vertical notch for decades the building's observation deck was quite the tourist attraction as it was the highest observation deck in all of boston
1: Building managers closed the space after the attacks of September 11th, stating security concerns, but it was never reopened, despite many other such sites doing so.
0: They have rented the deck for private functions and have expressed interest in replacing it with more office
1: space, but there's a hiccup. Boston city officials have claimed that a public observation deck was a requirement for the original building permits to gain public benefit from the high tower. However, documentation of this requirement has apparently been lost, so it remains closed.
0: That's, that's a pretty weird snafu. I'd love to know
1: where the paperwork went, but I think the building is pretty nice looking. Yeah, me too. It's definitely better and less like unsettling than the city court building that we spoke about last week. That's definitely for sure.
0: And if you look at photos of the building taken in the morning or the evening, though the glass in those notched areas, like it reflects the light differently than the longer flat sides. It's pretty cool.
1: And like the City Court building, construction of the Hancock Tower included conversations about a church due to its proximity to Boston's Trinity Church, which was founded in 1733. That's pretty old for America. It currently serves around 4,000 households.
0: The original building burned in the Great Boston Fire of 1872, which I'm assuming took place in
1: 1872,
0: but it's hard to tell from the name. Uh, The church was rebuilt on a new site that would end up being across the street from the John Hancock Tower.
1: The original plans for the tower would have meant the building would cast a shadow on the National Historic Landmark, and after public outcry, the design was changed to avoid this problem.
0: Sadly, that's not the last public outcry that would happen over this building.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. This episode of Ungenius is made possible by FitBot. When you want to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why I'm pleased to let you know that FitBot is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you. Everyone's fitness path is different, which is why FitBot uses data to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. By using a powerful algorithm to learn about you, your goals, and your training ability, Fitbot will create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment you may have. This is all an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform each exercise. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals. Muscles improve when working in concert with the entire muscular system so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact results. That's why FitBot tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. By mixing up muscle groups, exercises, sets, reps, and weight over time, FitBot serves to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. This also keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up workouts with new exercises. My favorite thing about the app is the collection of 1,400 HD video tutorials. These are shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning each new exercise is a breeze. You can keep track of your achievement and personal best with FitBot's progress tracking charts, and it integrates with the Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatches, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Like I said, I love the videos. I love how this app adapts to you over time, pushing you further down the road towards your fitness goals. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at FitBod.me slash Ungeniused. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at FitBod.me slash That link is in the show notes. FitBod.me slash Ungeniused for 25% off your membership. Our thanks to FitBod for their support of the
1: show and Relay FM. So we mentioned that the construction of the building took eight years, but that wasn't always the plan. The original opening date was slated for 1971. Delays added $100 million to the cost of the structure, which ended up totaling $175 million. That is a huge difference. Right? That's a <laughs> it's big like, overrun. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be 75 but we've got some delays. Okay, what's the new price? 175 oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, What?
0: <laughs> Problems with construction began almost immediately. During the excavation for the tower's foundation, temporary steel retaining walls were erected to create a space in which to work. These walls didn't hold up. They warped, giving way to the pressure of clay mud uh, and water and all sorts of bad stuff. This damaged underground utilities, sidewalks, and even that historic church across the street, which later won an $11 million case over the damages.
1: Oh, but there was also the problem with the falling glass panels.
0: Yeah. This is what this building is known for, and it's real bad.
1: Okay, so the exterior sheets of glass that cover the whole building, they measure 4 by 11 feet in size each, and they weigh... Every single one of them, 500 pounds. Jeez. During During construction, many fell off the building, crashing into the ground below, leading to police closing off surrounding streets whenever winds reached 45 miles per hour or greater. Bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. It's terrible. Like, as well, it's just like at 40 miles per hour. Like, you're feeling confident. You know what I mean? Like, oh, 42 mile per hour winds today. Let me just go walk past the Hancock building.
0: (laughs) Let's go hang out outside for a while. Uh To address this, the geniuses over at MIT constructed a model of the building and the surrounding neighborhood to test it in a wind tunnel. These tests were not able to address the problem of falling glass, but they did reveal that the structure would twist under certain wind loads
1: leading to collapse. So this is a completely separate thing. We're going to get back to the windows in a minute, right? Because <laughs> now well, they don't seem like so much of a problem. One window every now and then? How about all of them at once? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not good. 1,500
0: tons of diagonal steel bracing was added to the structure to stiffen it. And unlike what happened in New York City they talked about last week, this was not done under the cover of darkness and secret.
1: I guess that's the silver lining, you know, that's one good part.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Meanwhile, so all of this is going on with the structure. Meanwhile, the cause of the falling glass was found. It was a failure of the bonding agent. So those panels were made up of an inner glass, the reflective material that gave it sort of the blue color, and then the outer glass. Due to repeated thermal expansion and contraction throughout the day, this agent this bonding agent would grow stiff transferring the expansion to the glass itself causing it to peel loose and fall to the ground
1: in october of 1973 with numerous pieces of plywood dotting their brand new building there's great (sighs) pictures of this on the wikipedia page by the way like a picture of the building and you can see these like different colors like dotted throughout and they're all pieces of wood where they're was once pieces of glass. Uh, (laughs) uh, The architects announced that all 10,344 panes of glass, every single window, would each be replaced by a single-paned, heat-treated panel at a total cost of between five to seven million dollars. I'm assuming for all of them, not each. Yeah, yes, the collective price. Some expensive glass there, you know. It'd be way more than a hundred million dollars ever run at that I'm point. actually just opening peak That would be, I think, fifty-one billion seven hundred twenty million dollars. <laughs> 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 at that point, it's probably not worth it, you know. Just
0: yeah, it's a lost cause. Uh-huh. Uh, finally, we need to talk about the building's initial lack of a tuned mass damper, as discussed last time this is a fixture designed to counteract a building swaying during the wind
1: after people on the upper stories complained of motion sickness a damper was added to the 58th floor at the cost of another three million dollars is that one of those big pieces of concrete
0: yeah so the building sways to the left and that counteracts it it's like springs and lots of things involved honestly though three million dollars at this point sounds like a pretty good deal
1: Yeah, I mean, it's better than $51 right?
0: (laughs) Our thanks to listener Jack for sending this in. If you want to read more about the John Hancock Tower or the Trinity Church in Boston, we've got links in the show notes at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 193. There you can submit feedback and send in your favorite Wikipedia topic for consideration for a future episode. And until next time we become architects, Mike, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, y'all.